following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome to a Top 5 Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports. Today we'll be joined by 24-7 Sports Wes Rucker. Talk all things Vols, the Big Orange, and later visit with our regular weekly guest, Chip Walters of Blue Raider Network, uh, as MTSU. Another big win last night for the Lady Raiders. We've got scores, schedules, of course, from high school sports, a lengthy rundown coming up, and more on the Titans Stadium deal yeah, right here on Main Street Sports today on this Top 5 Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. Now to the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year with the Sundrop Kid from Alabama. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome in. It is a wonderful Tuesday. Kind of chilly out there, but also could be worse. So I'm not going to complain. Hope you guys are having a great day, Mo. Um, I see you're wearing your sweat sweater today and a, and a nice shirt and tie. So, um, are you interviewing for another job or <laughs> how much longer are we going to have you, man? I think you're stuck with me for oh. a while. No, oh, okay. I had, um, I had someplace I had to be earlier today, but it was not job related. So, oh, okay. I'm just making sure. Yeah. I didn't know if you... Uh, we're, we're you like I said, you're you're stuck with me for a while. So. <laughs> we'll take it. We do have a great show. West Rucker coming up here in just a few moments, and of course Chip Walters in the second hour. We've got our top five Tuesday, and uh, the only one, we have overrated foods today because it was there, and we didn't make a decision yesterday. So <laughs> overrated we'll foods it. it is, and so that that I mean food on this show is. Basically, you could call this a sports and food show. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest here. So, okay. Uh, yeah, there's no question. So, we'll get to that as well. Titans Stadium, do I, I want to dive a little more into it because we didn't get a chance to really give our take on it yesterday when we spoke with Joe Rexroad. So, we'll get into that as well. But before we do anything, we need to give you. Schedules from yesterday and today's, I'm sorry, scores from yesterday, today's schedule on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. Let's do it. This is your Tuesday Rundown brought to you by Jim Davis at Grow Live Give. Visit them at growlivegive.com or give them a call at 615-682-0022. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, DBA Independent Financial Partners, IFP member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, LLC, DBA Independent Financial Partners, Registered Investment Advisor, IFP and Grow Live Give are not affiliated. All right, buckle up. Here we go. High school baseball from yesterday. It was Zion Christian over Perry County, Cannon County over Westmoreland. Joe Burns defeated Greenbrier. Lincoln County down Lawrence County. Page over Spring Hill at Riverdale over Wakanda of Illinois. Rockvale over Lauderdale County from Alabama. Siegel defeated Maryville from Ohio. It was Smyrna, 17-0, shutting out Antioch. Stewart's Creek over Laverne. It was Fairview defeating White House Heritage. Uh, Giles County uh, by 10 over Mount Pleasant. Lewis County over Loretto. McGavick defeated Hillwood. Mount Juliet 
downed Wilson Central, Centennial over Brentwood, Franklin defeated Hillsboro on Monday, Overton fell to Henry County, Overton also fell to Glen Bard East from Illinois, Nolensville shutting out Columbia Central yesterday, Ravenwood over Blackman Summit shutting out Independence, Clarksville falls to Northeast by a run, Rossview 14-1 over Springfield, Good Pasture 8-0 over Clarksville Academy and DCA shut out Ezel Harding. High school softball from yesterday, Columbia Academy over Cherokee County from Alabama. They also defeated Hartsell from Alabama, so a nice uh, doubleheader there from teams from Alabama for Columbia Academy. Summertown down Forest yesterday, Stewart's Creek over Community. Lawrence County defeated Marshall County under the lights in Lawrenceburg last night. Green Hill 9-7 over Westmoreland. It was Mount Pleasant with a pair of wins over Decatur Heritage, Alabama, and uh Barn Yald from Wisconsin. Yeah, I had no idea how to say that. I was like, Is that a Y or a V? Barnavald? It's Barnavald. Barnavald. There we go. Barnavald uh, out of Wisconsin. Anyway, Mount Pleasant shut them out. They won. Franklin County 5 4 over Columbia Central. Waverly 22 6. That's right, 22 6 over Fairview and Springfield shut, uh, down in Gallatin yesterday. On the pitch, boys soccer 11 and shuts out Watertown 4 0. Westmoreland 4 1 winners over Jackson County and Station Camp. 9-0 over Maplewood. In women's basketball, the WNIT Elite 8 round. It was MTSU 73-71 winners in overtime over Toledo. They advanced to the Final Four of the WNIT coming up, I believe, Thursday. NBA action. The Grizz hosted the Golden State Warriors and did not give them a warm reception. 123-96, the Grizzlies over the Warriors. High school baseball today. Busy schedule, 2 p.m. first pitch, so should be underway any moment. Brentwood Academy, Lipscomb Academy at 4 p.m. Station Camp will take on Hunter's Lane. 4.30 first pitch includes Smyrna at Antioch, Summertown hosting Overton, Hillwood at NBA, and Clarksville Academy is at Good Pasture. At 5 o'clock today, Innsworth will take on Pope Prep, and Providence Christian will welcome Columbia Academy. 5.30 first pitches include Franklin Christian and Zion Christian, Richland and Hampshire, Ezel Harding, and DCA. At 6 tonight, Lawrence County welcomes Lincoln County. Riverdale hosts Maryville from Ohio. It is Siegel hosting Lake Park from Illinois. Santa Fe at Collinwood, Wayne County, Colioca, and MTCS welcomes Cane Ridge. 6.30, uh, first pitch tonight, Page at Spring Hill, Stewart's Creek at Laverne. Oakland welcomes New Trier from Illinois. It is Ravenwood at Blackburn, Joe Burns at Greenbrier. Loretto travels to Lewis County. Mount Pleasant hosts Giles County. Nolansville at Columbia Central today. Northeast at Clarksville. Springfield at Rossview. Northwest at West Creek. It is Father Ryan at CPA at 7 tonight. Henry County at Rockvale Beach at Gallatin Fairview and White House Heritage, Cookville, and Wilson Central. And a couple of other games. No time listed. Cannon County, Westmoreland, Brentwood at Centennial. Check your local front offices for <coughs> first pitches. Good luck with that. High school softball today, 430. Hunters Lane at Gallatin, Lipscomb Academy at Brentwood Academy. It is uh, Davidson Academy at DCA. 5 o'clock, uh, first pitch in the circle. Fayetteville at Zion and Christian Westmoreland hosts East Robertson. Greenbrier at Creekwood. Loretta hosts Giles County. Macon County and Portland. White House Heritage takes on Fairview. Nolans will travel to Columbia Central. Ravenwood is at Summit and Easel Harding will be at PGA. 5.30 this evening, Stewart's Creek at Antioch. Summertown at Forest. Joe Burns hosts Logan County from Kentucky. Dixon County will be at Mount Julia. Clarksville hosts Stewart County. Springfield at Northeast Independence at Dixon County at 6 tonight. It is Station Camp at McGavick-Richland at Summertown. Joe Burns at Northwest. And at 6.30, Green Hill at Cookville. 
Uh, and then the Gulf Shores Classic today uh, just underway. Mount Pleasant should be taking on Ardmore from Alabama. Uh, Columbia Academy at Pleasant Grove at 4. Mobile Christian will also Mo- be... Mobile. Uh, mobile, excuse me. I'm running through. Mobile. Mobile Bay. Mobile. <laughs> yes. Christian at 8 o'clock tonight <laughs> taking on Columbia Academy. It is Mount Pleasant taking on Foley from Alabama at the Warrior Classic at Riverdale, Rockville at Community. Uh, that was this morning. Lauderdale County, Alabama takes on Community. Should be underway at this point. On the pitch today, Lawrence County host Paige Loretto's at Spring Hill and Boys Soccer. That's Scott's a- Hill. Uh, th- Ooh, Scott's Hill, thank you. Uh, that's 5 o'clock uh, first touch. Later on, it is 6 o'clock. White House at Greenbrier National Christian CPA. West Creek at Clarksville at 7. Kenwood and Dixon County also at 7. College baseball uh, today. Also, P at Evansville, 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Lipscomb and Vanderbilt at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. That game at First Horizon Park. MTSU will be at Tennessee Tech in Cookville, ESPN+. Plus. In AIA, 2 p.m. first pitch, Cumberland and Milligan. College softball today, Austin P. and Murray State, 2 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Also on ESPN+, Plus, Tennessee State at Belmont, that's 3.30 first pitch. In uh, AIA, Lane College and Cumberland. Uh, doubleheader begins or began at 1 o'clock. Uh, same for Columbia State and Alabama A&M. Also a doubleheader. And Nashville at home at Bridgestone, taking on Ottawa, 7 o'clock on the ice puck drop at seven tonight that is your tuesday rundown brought to you by jim davis for livegive.com cumberland was leading lane college three to one at last check in the second inning so the dragons i have oh that's right they are the dragons Mm -hmm. those are the the unique names in the nai our breathing baby (laughs) Man, what uh, what a great show we have coming up and some exciting stuff to talk about, but we need to take a break to do so because Wes Rucker joins us on the other side of the break to talk about the top-ranked Tennessee Vols. So stick with us here on Main Street Sports Day. We'll be back after this. Folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. 
Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck, yes. That'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Oh, welcome back in on this Top 5 Tuesday here on Main Street Sports Today. I'm Chris Yao along with Mo Patton. J.P. Plant on the controls making sure that we look decent, sound great. Don't put that on me about you looking decent. Oh, I meant the... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> he does you guys, a, he you guys does do a, look good today. Does a fine job, does a fine job. And also make sure that we get our guests in on the air so glad to have Wes Rucker of 27, 24-7 Sports, not 27 Sports, although there probably are 27 Sports only. 27 outs, maybe. There know. you go, 24-7 Sports. Yeah. And I, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about the top-ranked UT Vols baseball team, but you know we might want to get some other thoughts as well. So let's bring him in. Wes, what's going on? How are you? Always a lot going on, fellas, but uh, it's not such a bad day today. Hope you're doing all right. We're doing well, Wes. Appreciate you taking some time from an obviously busy day, again, to talk about the top-ranked baseballs um, coming off of their sweep down at Oxford this past weekend. Um, I think UT was ranked number one in a poll or in some polls going into that one, but they were number five in the D1 baseball poll, Ole Miss was number one. And to to quote a meme, and I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, it, it looked like Tennessee really went in there with a chip on their shoulders, and it was firmly planted right until the end on Sunday. Yeah, that's a good point, Mo. I mean, I think that, that they – you know, going into this season, Tennessee was ranked in every poll, but it was ranked kind of in maybe the high teens, some areas around there. And, you know, I, I, speaking of taking things personally, I, I think the Vols took that personally. You know, they obviously got rated by the MLB draft last year, but they returned a lot of talent too. And, and they brought in a really big recruiting class, including a couple of guys who probably should have gone pro or had the, had good chances to go pro, um, but didn't, didn't do that, chose to go to Tennessee. And, and so they felt like going into the season they were a really good team again, and they felt like they weren't getting respect, which is sort of the Rodney Dangerfield sort of mm-hmm. mentality that, that helped rise that program in the first place. You know, nobody respects us. Nobody thinks we're anything. And that's that's always been a powerful motivator in sports. It, it was at the beginning of time. It is now. It will be in the future. It's just kind of one of those things you can – kind of stick on a wall to motivate yourself. And, and even going into Saturday's game, after Tennessee blew their doors off in the first game, uh, you know, you had that Ole Miss pitcher come out and say, well, they play in a small ballpark, so we thought we could pitch aggressively. And, you know, we, we made some mistakes. I guarantee you we'll beat them tomorrow. 
Well, Tennessee's players' entire team was made aware of that text or made aware of that uh, quote in a text message, like 30 minutes after it happened. <laughs> and that really motivated Oops. them going into the next day, too. And they put a 10-3 on them. And then they, they held on the next day and beat them again. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's always been a chip on the shoulder of this program since Vitello got there. That's kind of their mindset, and it works for them. Well, they certainly reacted better to being underranked than another Orange team did to being underseeded. But we'll, I guess we'll just digress. Whist, whistle past that. Please do. But um, you're not wrong, though. You're not wrong. This this Tennessee team sits at 23 and one overall, six and zero in SEC play, and we'll get more into what awaits them this weekend here in a minute. But it's if you're a UT fan. You have to be really excited about what Tennessee has done over these first 24 games when you consider that at the end of last season, the guy who would have been considered their best returning pitcher has yet to throw a pitch in a game. Blade Tidwell from uh, from Loretto um, has been sidelined with an arm issue and um, – these guys have rolled without him. I mean, where does where does he fit in, Wes, when he comes back? That's an excellent question. And, you know, I think Vitello keeps being like, oh, that's going to sort itself out. That's going to sort itself out. Because I don't – you know, I just don't know if he knows right now. And, and, you know, the other thing is, another guy who was probably going to be a weekend starter, Seth Halverson, the transfer from Mizzou, who got drafted last year but still decided to make the transfer and go to Tennessee to up his draft stock. He hadn't thrown a pitch this season either because he's also had an arm injury and he's supposed to come back maybe in a couple of weeks. And and I think they'll probably just slot him into the bullpen um, because he's got stuff that could, you know, 100 mile an hour fastball that could really, really play nicely out of the pen um, and, and maybe mitigate some of his control issues. But, but to answer your question with Tidwell, I mean, it's a great question and I don't know. When you look at the numbers of, the, of those three weekend starters, who, I mean, who do you bump out of there? It's not going to be Burns. It, it can't be Chase Burns, right? I mean, that, that kid's just phenomenal. But Speaking again, of 100. It can't really be Drew Beam. It can't be Drew Beam on Sunday really either. And then the other guy just so happens to be the reigning SEC, you know, pitcher of the week who also throws about 100 miles an hour and has a ridiculous strikeout-to-walk ratio. I don't know how they play this. I mean, I guess the easiest thing to do would be to have Tidwell have a few long, you know, games out of the bullpen to kind of build his arm back up. But he's already kind of been throwing bullpen sessions to get ready. Like, you don't just throw him out there cold to begin with. So he was in the bullpen for the weekend against uh, Ole Miss. They got him warm on Sunday but didn't use him in the ninth. Maybe they bring him out of the pen a few times and kind of let the thing play itself out. But I don't know. I mean, it is a tough question. It's a great problem for a coach to have, but it is by definition a problem. Well, and just obviously with a couple of guys who are throwing close to 100, I mean, are they options for just strictly closing? You know, that's a good question because Redmond Walsh, their closer, who throws, you know, about a mean 86-mile-an-hour heater. He, um, <laughs> but, but he's a guy who's, you know, got – I mean, his career ERA is like below two, and he's the one who gets the big outs late in big games. He's done it basically his entire career. I mean, he went in there and struck out Tim Elko, you know, late in the game against Ole Miss there on Sunday, mm-hmm. and the guy just gets out. He's kind of got one of those Bugs Bunny change-ups, and he gets out. So, 
Uh, and then, you know, you've also got Ben Joyce out of the bullpen, who is the guy who throws 104 miles an hour. So, I mean, you know, where again, it's a great problem to have. Um, but, you know, it, and, and I'll say this too, it's easier when you're winning, right? If you're 23-1, and one, it's really easy to keep guys in line and keep guys motivated. Um, but, you know, if you lose a couple games here and there, you know, that's where it becomes, you know, a, a, as much about man management as it does about baseball management. I mean, you're going to have to take a guy who probably does not deserve to be in the bullpen, and you're going to put him in the bullpen because you got no choice. The other option is putting him in there as a midweek starter, um, which, you know, is, is something that a lot of guys would kind of not love to do. Um, but the guy that got doing that now is Andrew Zechrist is also really good. So again, no matter which way you slice it, it's an issue. I, I think they got to put Tibble in the rotation. I just don't know where. As you talk about this Tennessee pitching staff, there is a common theme there. A lot of guys throwing in triple digits, and Tidwell is, is right in that mix whenever he does get back. I mean, that kind of velo, regardless of who you're putting on the bump. Wes is got to be a little intimidating. Yeah, it plays right. I mean, you know, they say defense and rebounding travel in basketball. Well, I'd say velocity travels in baseball. You know, I mean, it, it both sort of, both sort of literally and metaphorically. You know, it it travels, and uh, you know, if you're effectively wild with that, it kind of, you know, makes guys uncomfortable in the box. You know, it it, it makes all your breaking stuff even more devastating. You know, they've, they've just got a lot of guys who, who pump the veal and they're really high. And then they've got guys who also are hitting like 450-foot homers on offense. I mean, the, the unsung hero in this program was Quentin Everhart, the strength and conditioning coordinator who came with Vitello to Knoxville like five years ago. And he just got hired two months ago by the Chicago Cubs to be their head strength and conditioning coach. And as a lifelong deep-in-my-family Cubs fan, boy, that made me happy because uh, you want to hear a fun fact? Tennessee's pitching rotation, the average fastball is like three miles an hour faster than the Cubs' average fastball Goodness right now. Goodness gracious. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. This is track man data, like officially tracked. And Tennessee's also got like 18 more home runs than any team in college baseball. It's, it's bonkers. And, and so. And they don't just hit them at power, home. Contrary to no, popular no, I mean, belief. Yeah, they hit five. Yeah, they, they hit five there in that opener at, at Ole Miss. I mean, you know, they've got, you know, guys like Beck and Lipsius and, and even freshman, freshman Christian Moore, who looks like he should be a safety on the football team. I mean, these guys, it's funny, every time that you see, like, an, you know, an opposing team's kind of, you know, their, their SEC network crew or, or one of those guys call a game, they talk about going down to BP and just sort of being wowed by the physical size of Tennessee guys. They look like men. And, and that is uh, probably why they throw the ball and hit the ball as, as hard as they do because they're massive. They really do look like kind of a scaled-down football team. And, and, you know, you see some of the size of those guys physically, and you see why they do it. And that, that was a big part of that was recruiting, um, but also Quentin Everhart. And as a lifelong coach fan, i got to tell you, I'm not hating that. <laughs> Speaking with Wes Rucker of 24-7 Sports here on Main Street Sports today, talking a little UT baseball as the top-ranked Vols get ready to come to Hawkins Field this weekend for a three-game series against currently ranked number nine in D1 baseball, 
Vanderbilt. And Wes, um, as we are based here in Columbia, and you're talking about this Tennessee offense that outscored Ole Miss 22, I'm sorry, 26 to seven in that three-game series, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you, Former Columbia Academy standout Kavaris Tears has not gotten in a bat this year, and you and I chatted a little bit over the weekend about that. Um, give us an update to the best of your ability regarding KT. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest, Mo, they love him. Uh, you know, the few times I've asked about him, now it's been about two weeks since I've asked about him, um, but everything that I have heard about him since he's been there has been good. In fact, some of his um, BP numbers were just astounding. I mean, they, they talk about the, the, you know, they track all the exit velocities and things like that. They love him, especially as an offensive prospect going forward. The problem is, who do you take out of the lineup? You know, because it, if you're taking out Luke Lipsius at first base, you know who you're putting in? Blake Burke, a guy who, you know, hit about a 455-foot home run last week, you know, went to modern day in California, was one of the best prospects in the country. And then if you don't put him in, then are you putting Logan Steenstra over there, who also is a guy who's going to get drafted? They've just got a lot of talent right now. They really like tiers, but they just don't have a place either in the outfield or first base to put him right now. So I think the plan has been to redshirt him. And if you'll notice, a couple other guys too, like Kyle Booker, a kid from the Memphis area, who is, I think, a, a hell of a prospect. He's a guy who played a little bit last year, started some last year. But this year, he didn't have a great camp um, preseason-wise. He, he was kind of erratic offensively. And he, he really he wasn't active for the for the roster last weekend. So, I mean, the, I think they're going to redshirt tiers. I think they're going to see where things go in the offseason. But they really, really like his potential. And with another big offseason in the strength and conditioning program, uh, maybe a summer play, you know, summer ball in one of those summer leagues across the country, getting more at, more, getting more at bat. I think they really like him going forward. He's always going to be pressed for playing time if Tennessee keeps recruiting like this. But they they brought him in for a reason. He wasn't like a, you know, we're bringing him in because he's an in-state kid or he's a nice kid or yada yada. Like, they think he can play. And I think that, that he will play. It'll just be, you know, down the road. There you go. Wes Rucker of 24-7 Sports. Wes, before we get you out of here real quick, just want to get your uh, your quick early thoughts on spring football. How, 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 are, the, how are the – Hypo, hype kids doing? I think they're looking fine as far as I can tell. I mean, we're out there a good bit. Some of the guys look better physically. Um, but then there's some places where it's hard to tell because I think like two-thirds of the, of the cornerbacks on their roster are dinged up and aren't out there right now, which I imagine Tennessee's offense is probably peeing off on a daily basis knowing those guys. You know, I can't – I don't think Cedric Tillman's tired to be like, oh, you're – your best guys aren't here, so I'll just run three-quarter routes today. I mean, that's not how they go. So I, I think that there's places where they need to get better across the field, and that's on both sides of the ball. But I keep looking at the defense. That, to me, is the place where, as long as Heifel has been coaching football, his offenses have been exceptional. They are really, really good. They go fast like Ricky Bobby. They put points on the board. They do all those things. Defensively, last season they were okay at times I mean I think Tim Banks is a pretty sharp guy I, I think they did a decent amount of what they had they just didn't have a lot and so you know they they blitzed a lot they brought a lot of pressure they gave up a lot of big plays um, they need to be more consistent defensively and to be frank they need better players defensively 
I think they've signed some, um, but I think they're going to have to develop them. And that, to me, is the question of how far this team goes next season. I, I think offensively, Eiffel's there, Golish is there, Halsley's there. They're going to be just fine. Um, defensively, they got to keep getting guys. They got to keep getting a little bit better. And they, even in an offensive era, the football is now. They've got to do a better job of getting some stops here and there. And I, that's going to be a process. And they're going to have to prove that to me. Uh, now, it's not the job to prove it to me. It's the job to prove it to their coaches and everybody else. But I think in terms of me saying, will they take a step forward on defense, I need to see more. Um, because until they do that, they're going to be a really, really fun team that's really fun to watch but wins about seven, eight games. If they want to get better than that, they got to play better defense. <laughs> Wes Rucker of 24-7 Sports with us here on Main Street Sports today. Tennessee Vanderbilt, 6 o'clock Friday at Hawkins Field. That game can be seen on ESPN2. 7 o'clock Saturday night on the SEC Network. 1 o'clock Sunday finale on SEC+. Plus. Um, should be a lot of fun. Uh, Wes, are you coming down? Uh, I am planning to, yes. I know Vanderbilt's got a small press box, so there have been some – questions about which media is getting in and not getting in. I think uh, I'm pretty sure we ought to be able to get in. So I think uh, I am planning to be there. And uh, it's good because my sister lives in in, in Brentwood, so I'll get to see her some. And uh, it'll be be a fun weekend between two teams and two fan bases who really don't like each other, which for me makes it all the more enjoyable because I think sometimes the hate – is the best part of sports in some ways. So I'm looking forward to it. This coming from a Cubs fan. Um, small press boxes. Who small, to hate sm- the Cardinals. Yeah. Small press boxes, small parks. Hey, it's, it'll all play out this weekend, <laughs> I guess. UT Vanderbilt in Nashville. All, not, not a lot of breathing room and a lot of, uh, lot of chest to chest. Looking forward to it. There we go. Wes Rucker, 24-7 Sports, with us here on Main Street Sports today. Wes, again, we appreciate you taking some time with us and um, – Hope to catch up with you soon. Anytime, guys. Y'all know that. See you. All right. When we come back, we've got a few things we need to check off the list, a couple of different topics. So we will get to that in just a few minutes. So come back here on Main Street Sports today. We'll be back after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. 
Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Tune in to a guy that always has to take. It's Casey's Take on Sports Wednesdays at noon. The podcast drops on Main Street social media channels and wherever you get your podcast. The Titans, the Vols, yeah, he'll have something to say about this weekend's baseball series. Uh, local high school sports, Dixon and Cheatham Counties. Uh, it's his own backyard there, and uh, Casey's Take on Sports weekly on these Main Street media social platforms. Each Wednesday at noon, Casey's Take on Sports. A couple of guys have a couple of takes of their own. Back to Mo and Chris. So if uh, in the event that you are wanting to be a high school official, softball could use some apparently, Mo. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast? Yeah. So um, go ahead and... Clean up your reference, and then, All right. I'll, and then I'll play Paul Harvey here. Page Athletics tweets earlier today, tonight's home softball game is canceled, and they were scheduled to play Spring Hill due to a Which short- one? It wouldn't have been canceled because it's a district game. Right. It's postponed, mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Due to a shortage in officials, that is the tweet. From Page's softball or Page Athletics, which it was, is Page's home game. However, after further review, Spring Hill was not available. Spring Hill is on spring break, as are all of the Murray County Public Schools this week. Spring Hill wasn't available to play. And nothing to do with officials? Nothing. That's interesting. You know, it's I, highly interesting because so well, so the district sets these schedules. Right? I guess, I guess. And so the wet the rest of the district is is all Williamson County except no no no, no. district eight triple that's right eight three eight that's um Marshall Orange County Tullahoma Marshall County Lincoln County mm-hmm. and yeah. Page. I think it's seven teams in there, but yeah, yeah. So. They just failed to realize that Spring Hill was on well, spring break, I and, guess. And Spring Hill failed to realize Spring Hill was on spring break, I guess. Until today. Oh, by the way. We're not coming. We've got folks that aren't here. So, so But I, I'm disappointed that... Officials were scapegoated in this situation because there is clearly a shortage of officials. I mean, we've got an article up on the on the website MainStreetMurray.com right now about the football games for the 2022 season that have been moved to Thursday nights to try to alleviate some of the football officials' 
shortages. And this isn't the only, it's not just a football issue. And clearly, right. there, there have been and there will be softball and baseball games that are impacted by the lack of officials. But this one wasn't one of them. At every level, including the 10U and 13U levels, where you have to sometimes do games by yourself for six to eight hours a Saturday. Oh, you got paid. Stop it. Stop I, whining. I did get Stop paid. Stop whining. Stop whining. I'm just saying. You didn't mind. I would re- I would take $33 instead of $66 to have some help. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I would. It does. It uh, does. Anyway. But, but yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know how that narrative got created. Or, well, I well, do know I do, how. Do know how. I, I know exactly <laughs> how. I don't know why. There you go. That narrative got created. And like I said, it's a little disappointing. But Perhaps um, it was a, a, a chance to to drum up some recruiting efforts. I don't know. Maybe so. At, at any rate, that page game will now be played April 23rd, thanks to Lady Raiders coach Angelina Martinez for sending me an updated schedule. There you go. So, uh, In other high school news, earlier today it was announced that Franklin girls basketball coach Jay Johnson has stepped down. He informed his team today that after three seasons, he is stepping down as girls basketball coach, led the Lady Admirals to a 31-49 and record over the past three years after taking over for current Summit coach, John Wild. So, um, Franklin went 17-13 and this year, losing in the region 6-4-8 a quarterfinals too. Summit. Summit. <laughs> but um, in a previous life, Jay coached the Franklin boys basketball team. His alma mater won a state championship as a player back in 89, spent 10 years as the boys basketball coach, um, starting in the 03-04 season, 200-plus wins. Six twenty-one seasons, one thirty-one season before the decision was made. That that infamous decision to go in a different direction, mm. and they so, did. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. In, instead of them telling him he was leaving, he told them he was leaving this time. And congratulations to him. Certainly, be interested to see where the admirals go in this particular. Search, yeah, the nationwide search that I'm sure they're going that is about to commence. Certainly, well, you know, actually, uh, it would not surprise me if they stay pretty close to home. Well, speaking of nationwide searches, Mm -hmm. we make fun of that sometimes, but Grace Franklin goes all the way to the Pacific Northwest to get a football coach. So, (laughs) wasn't that something? Goodness gracious, there's that. Uh, (laughs) I thought that was you know, it's funny because. Again, we do kind of poke fun at the nationwide search, but in in reality, right now in Middle Tennessee, you can actually do a nation a nationwide search because so many people want to be here for whatever reason. Yeah, Bobby Miller, who was the uh, head football coach and dean of students at Life Christian Academy in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. So, how many schools did he come past? <laughs> Quite a few. To get to Grace Christian in, in mm-hmm. Franklin slash Hillsborough slash Leapers Fork. I've, 
Yeah. And Cody Nelson, former Harding Academy football coach, will be an assistant and the middle school baseball coach. He led Harding Academy the past two seasons and went two and nine overall in two seasons. Former Brentwood Academy quarterback, Cody Nelson. So, yeah. So. There you go. Um, according to our colleague, Donovan Stewart, there are still 11 schools without football coaches in Tennessee. 11. On March 29th. I mean, I understand Tennessee. Tennessee high. I get that. He <laughs> hired a coach, then he left. I, no. I, I, but Chucky Doak, Gibson County, Glencliff, Hillcrest, Kenwood, Manassas, Midway, at Webb School, and White House Heritage, and White Station, all still needing football coaches. So Interesting. Certainly is. Um, and finally, we've been trying to get this in for the last week or so. Not quite. Uh, uh, not quite what, a Thursday? Week. Mm-hmm. Um, David Cutcliffe has a new gig after being unceremoniously told to leave North Supposedly Carolina. it was a mutual decision that he stepped down well, as, good then. as coach at Duke. Um, I'm not sure how mutual it was. But, <laughs> Nonetheless. Um, yeah, at, at any rate, David Cutcliffe is no longer at Duke, but he is now special assistant to the commissioner for football relations of the Southeastern Conference. Um, will provide guidance to the SEC commissioner's office for the purpose of enhancing the overall quality of football competition in the SEC in areas including game management, communications, playing rules, national policies, and scheduling best practices. I, I just why. think anytime you've got an opportunity to add David Cutcliffe to your organization, you're going to be better for it. That is a that is a brain that you should always be trying to pick. No doubt. I mean, seriously, that's that's the facts. You, if if he if he's around and he's and he wants to be around you, you, you let, let him. him be. A, you let him. <laughs> you let him. So, kudos to the Southeastern Conference and Greg Sankey for bringing Cut back into the fold over here in the Southeastern Conference. I'm sure he'll – I don't know. I, I wonder – this is probably a position you can do from Zoom, so he's probably at the house. He probably ain't uh, moved to Birmingham or nothing. Well, uh, but, but I mean, he is from there, right? Yeah, yeah he is. So he is. There could be worse places. Uh, there, there are worse places. I've, I've lived in them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a halftime break here. And when we come back, we will talk about in the second half, we will get to the NFL a little bit, Chip Walters and Top Five Tuesday. So, y'all stick around. We'll be back after this. 